Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Five at Edmonton on a game night. There are tickets available. Edmonton and Minnesota before the Oilers head on a three-game road trip uh, into Southern California, then Vegas. All that encapsulated during the time in which the NHL trade deadline takes place. Tickets available for tonight. Visit EdmontonOilers.com for more information. Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Digitex is your all-in-one convenient location at Digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline 780-496-0063 and text us. We'll get to some text in and around 150 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors has been providing winning results for 35 years. You know, I popped down at a pub 1905 after the game the other night and I met the Rob Thomas. Oh. Yeah. 50 years of age. Guys shouldn't look that good at uh, 50 years of age. That's all I'm going to say, Rob. That's embarrassing that you look like that. Uh, anyhow, uh, but then embarrassing again. Embarrassing for who, Bob? Well, I mean, you and me, Spec, we look like we're in our 50s. Rob Thomas, you don't look like he's in 50. <laughs> uh, Mark Spector is here. Sportsnet Spec for the horses and horse racing, Alberta. The 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. Do want to mention, and I know they had a uh, an event last night at the now open West Edmonton Mall location for Don and the staff at Japanese Village Steak and Seafood Cooked right at your table. And uh, we give up gift certificates on this show to our guests. Japanese Village, Edmonton South Downtown, Northside Sherwood Park, and now open in West Edmonton Mall. Mark Spector joins us right now. Spec, I, I know you were working, banging off your story downstairs. I was. No Connor McDavid tonight. This game has got me nervous. You get pumped up to play Tampa Bay. You get pumped up to play Boston. But Minnesota's had the Oilers number this year, Mark. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. I think, you know what, the way they played against Boston, the way they played in Florida and Raleigh, uh, the reason coaches like that style, Bob, is that it's a style that you can bring every night. It's a consistent outwork the other team. You know, you're not counting on someone having a four-point night. You're not counting on one guy carrying you. You're counting on staying in games and, you know, grinding out wins. Coaches love that stuff. And I'm not saying it's exciting. Don't get me wrong, right? Team Fans like to see their team win. I get it. Uh, it you know, I don't want two on hockey every night myself. But I guess what I'm saying, Bob, is I think everything they've done in the past, we can throw a little bit. If they're going to play this way, they're in every game. There we go. Fair? Uh Brendan's just working on grabbing something for us here. Okay. It was shocking. It came from Toronto. Well, we don't even need to. You know what, Brendan? Don't worry. You're a busy guy. You're a busy, busy man. Don't worry about it. Elliot Friedman just came on the show. Yes. And he said, and I quote, you guys are good. <laughs> wow. Was he talking about you and me? No, nobody would ever make that oh. mistake. He was talking about the hockey team. Oh, okay. So, 
Edmonton's 11 <laughs> games over 500. They're 32, 21, oh. and 7. They've gone 3 1 and 1 without Connor McDavid. Uh, they played Boston hard. Let's face it, the game in Tampa, they got outplayed in the first and battled back. Yeah, right uh, in that game. It's a 3 1 game with an empty net goal, Bob. Yeah. That game is wide open. And they were outplayed in the first and then played sure. pretty good. And against Boston, as Brian Burke was on yesterday, it's like, Bob, the Oilers outplayed Boston in the second and third period, they 5 did. on 5. And they did. So, Spec, are the Oilers. As Elliot would say, you guys are – because here's the thing. I got like four or five teams that are elite, and yeah. then there's like eight or nine teams that are good. Right. And he basically said you guys are – you guys are – I think he said really good. I mean, so <laughs> – Well, so. there I think they're – like there's two sides to this. We, we learned something in 07, or at 17, Bob. You can have a really good NHL team and have a really good NHL season, but you're not necessarily a really good team. You know, okay. and the orders fell off the next year and the year after that, and they couldn't figure out how to get back in the horse. This is this team's different to me in this way, Bob. They've had a bunch of injuries. They got seven guys in their lineup tonight, seven out of eighteen skaters in their lineup tonight that in the past uh, calendar year have been regulars in Bakersfield. Yep, that's a good organization. They never had that before. They go two, three guys get hurt and they were done. The next guy coming up was a pure and simple AHL player, right? Now, you know what? Like, Bears come up, made your team better. You know, uh, Yamamoto's come up, not going back, made your team better. The guy's coming up, you know, Caleb Jones. He may have to go back with waivers and things like that, but he looks like an NHL player now, right? He's a nice player. Yeah. So... He wants. He, he's like I can be a top four defenseman. Like that's Damn his right. attitude, and he like, should have that. Attitude. And he's going to get that opportunity here in yeah. the next two weeks. And and they're seizing it. Even Lagason walks in, and his role is to be a depth guy, penalty killer defenseman. Well, the first game he gets a big bite here, they knock off the Bruins 0 for seven on their power play. Yeah. You know, and he played four and a half minutes of that. So, to me, like yeah, they're a good team because they're leading the Pacific or right near the top of it. But now I'm looking at a club and I'm saying this is becoming a good organization, and that means maybe it'll be good every year. Well, we had Ken Holland on yesterday. I know you guys, you're probably writing by the point that we had Ken on the show. Yes. But we, you know, I, and we opened up the kimono, business, business term, and I just said, Ken, like people think, well, you know, the focus is on the trade. Then, like, the focus is also on for next season in terms of providing more. And where do you get basically free depth? The draft. And Europe. Okay, sure. And so he, you know, he talked about the Pearson fact. kid. He talked about the fact that he's already had conversations with Dan Milstein about Anton Slepeshev. Yeah. There's a couple other guys in the KHL whose names are out. And, and you're thinking, well, you know, they might add, you know, uh, uh, Nygaard. They've already re-signed Nygaard. Yeah. We see Nygaard. We know they got to get Shane and Archibald done. Those guys have been good guys. And where yeah. I'm going with this is in good organizations, the work is never done and you got to grind. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. You're always replacing. And, you know, Slepashev's a good example, right? There's a guy. Wasn't quite what you wanted. He went away, went to Europe, and apparently his game's, you know, player, he's matured, got a little older. Ken mentioned yesterday, Mark, the player of the month in the KHL in February at a 14-game point streak. Did Holland say much about his, uh, his interest in coming back to North America? Well, he's had conversations with the agent, so I think okay. that kind of tells us his. And we will mention the way it works is those contracts end up at the end of May, and Slepeshev's deal is up in the end of May, and there's a belief that there will be a cap 
put in place in the KHL. Yeah. KHL players get taxed 13% right now, and it's going to change the landscape of the KHL for guys that had, well, do I, you know, and, and so suddenly, like I look at Anton Slepyshev, and I think there's a guy that can, can he be a bottom six forward in the NHL? I think we oh, both yeah. think he can sure. be in the right. So there, you know, and the point now, just so everybody knows, we're not talking for this year, but oh. we're talking about, building a program and building more depth moving forward as well right and well and, and that's why you know when i look at at yamamoto's you know 22nd overall pick look at the, how good a player he looks like he's going to be for a really long time uh bear i mean bear's a fifth round pick uh Jones, a fourth-round pick, right? When they get Lagos involved, fourth, fourth round, fourth round pick. So we sit here at the deadline, and, and, I mean, to me, there's just no chance you trade a first-round pick. I don't even, you know, even a second-round pick. Tyler Benson's a second-round pick. Is he going to play? I don't know. But he's all of a sudden looking like he might. Uh, it's easy to sit back, Bob, and say, ah, throw away a fourth-round pick. Let's get some help in here. And that's fair. Right? I would yeah. disagree with that. Nobody would disagree with that. But if I told you that fourth-round pick was going to be Ethan Bear or Caleb Jones that you're trading away for a rental, you wouldn't make that trade. <laughs> it's a, it's a two-part process, Mark. Right? Right? you got to draft them, and you got to develop them. Yeah, do they have figure, a better? Yeah. Do they have a better developmental model than they've had before? They have to because the, the proof is in the player. The players are arriving. There's two sides to even development, Bob. A, you got to have the right people in place. Woodcroft and those guys are clearly the right people. They're doing a good job. Dave Madsen with the defense. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, B, you have to have a, a team that allows you to keep the player in the developmental situation for long enough. They never developed half their top-end guys in the in the early years because they just threw them in the NHL. Yeah. You know, like uh, Caleb Jones told me this morning, he said, you know, because Bear is a right-shot D and he's up here, two full years in the minors, comes up here, he's ready to play. Now he's playing, there's no rush to bring up Bouchard, right? Now Bouchard gets the proper developmental time, and they got the right coaching staff. And he might, and Bouchard's, uh, you know, has a probably has might a higher offense. He might be quicker, right? Might play at the start of next year, yeah. but he won't have to. Right. He's got to come in at the start of next year and and take someone's job, and that's exactly how you're supposed to have it. All right. Well, uh, it's an interesting one for the uh, Edmonton Oilers tonight against Minnesota, just because. This is Minnesota's got a deep team, and they're healthy on defense, and they're desperate. Oh yeah, this is this is a bit of an elimination game when the Oilers and Minnesota are concerned. What's the spread between these two teams right now, Bob? Well, Minnesota right now has marked the Oilers. Looked it up this morning. I just forget. Sports Club stats has the Oilers at ninety-four point four percent. That's the eighth best chance to make the playoffs. Okay. The, the Minnesota Wild are only at a thirty point four percent chance of making the playoffs, so, but they got a bunch of games in hand on everybody. I mean, they so, do. so does Edmonton. Edmonton's at sixty games. Minnie's at fifty-nine. Arizona's sitting there at uh, sixty-four games. Right. Minnie's charting to be a team that is going to try to steal a wild card spot, and they still believe they can. That's fair. But when you're Edmonton and you're kind of, you know, you're looking at those teams below and you're just trying to keep some distance, right? Edmonton is eight points ahead of Minnesota in this game tonight, coming into this game. You beat them, you're 10 points up. You can put them in your rearview mirror for good. They're never making up the 10. Oh, if they're six back of you, Bob, well, they're still in your rearview mirror. So, you know, the Oilers are looking good. I like the way they're playing. They're in an excellent position to make the playoffs. And these are the little nights when you like to say, okay, there's one less team to worry about. All right, there's five teams in the Pacific legitimately in it. And when we come back, we're going to talk about two of the teams who might go the other way than people thought when we return. Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta. 
Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Ryan Nugent Hopkins played 28.05 versus Boston. Leon Dreisaitl, 29.22. He went 22-12 in the faceoff circle. Dominated Patrice Bergeron in that game, which was wow. shocked everybody. Darnell Nurse played 29.58 against the Bruins. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you along with Mark Spector. Mark Spector's appearances for the horses and horse racing in Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. We're going to do this here, Spec. Uh, the guys out in Wetaskiwin at Brent Ridge Ford where cars cost less, they had a little fun at my expense. Yeah. They hid a couple Calgary Flames stickers, real small little stickers <laughs> in the vehicle. So there's there's split. There's three or four guys in the shop that are Flames fans, and, and then there's eight or nine really smart guys that are Oilers fans okay. there. And uh, Brent Ridge Ford is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They're, they're blowing out their 2019 F-150s, 20K off select models. Give Brent Ridge a call in Wetaskiwin at 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. So they're having fun at my expense, and they okay. stuck one inside the gas cap. So you go to tank up, yeah, and, and the, you pull it up there. There yeah. you go. But uh, the Calgary Flames and the Arizona Coyotes. I, I know you're familiar with the site uh, Sports Club Stats. Yes. The Arizona Coyotes have played 64 games. Um, they come into tonight's game. Uh, Calgary, by the way, has played 61. Edmonton's played 60. The, so Vegas leads the Pacific with 72 points. They've played two more games than the Oilers. Um, Edmonton's at 71 points. And the Oilers have played 60 games. Yeah. So two fewer than Vegas. Uh, Vegas a point ahead of Edmonton. Vancouver is at 70 points. They've played the same amount of games as the Oilers. Calgary has played at 68 points. They're three points behind Edmonton. They played they played one more game. Arizona, three points behind the Oilers. They've played four more games yeah. than Edmonton. According to Sports Club stats, it's got Arizona about under 40% chance of making the playoffs. They have to go to get to 94 points, either 12-4-2 or 13-5 down the stretch. Right. And Arizona is listed in the standings as the third, the, the third wildcard team, so the first team out of the playoffs. But the two teams behind them, uh, Nashville and Minnesota, have five games in hand on them. Right. So in reality, Arizona is about the sixth wild card team here, yeah. uh, fourth or fifth out of the thing. So you know where they're I'm, in a tough spot, man. You know where I'm going next. They, buck, they bucked up to get Taylor Hall. They still can't score. They're getting stops. They would, are. Would they do the Thomas Vanek? The Thomas Vanek, that is to just become a hard seller. And well, flip, Gar, flip. Snow, Gar Snow went and made the deal to yep. get Thomas Vanek from Buffalo and then had to flip him. To Flip Hall. Flip Hall from the New York Islanders, or not uh, Hall, Vanek from the New York Islanders to the uh, Montreal Canadiens. It's really, really touchy. And this is why, Bob, I mean, it's really hard to say to your fan base, we quit. And that's what you're saying. If you're if you're a Cheka down in Arizona and you, the minute you pick up the first phone and say, you interested in Hall? It's getting out. Right? It's getting out, Bob. You can't do this stuff under the cover of darkness. It's getting out. The minute Bob McKenzie, Elliot Friedman say, I'm hearing halls in the market. You might as well have a sandwich board and stand outside the rink in Glendale and tell your fan base, we quit. So, so far, <laughs> it's not out. It's right. only media conjecture. At the, like, would they right. theoretically have to do this? They've got, I think they've got one game before the deadline. Guess who they got at home? 
Who? Tampa Bay. And they just lost in, in uh, Vegas. They didn't have Braden to win. They didn't have Braden Point. Last. Hey, Vegas played a really good game. I saw and a bunch a of it. They're a good team, and they deserve to win. Um, but that's the like. It might be. In fact, I'm telling you right now, they should be a seller. They're not making the playoffs, in my belief. But after you know, there's a reason they went out first, Bob, and got Taylor Hall and gave up a, a quite a large jest for him. There's a reason. They're trying to sell hockey. They got a new owner. They're trying to say it's different here. We're going to be a contender. We're going to spend money. Yep. That's what they're trying to tell their fans. And to turn around now and say, urge, <laughs> put put it in reverse, right? And say, ah, yeah, that superstar we acquired and we told you we were going to try to sign him. Yeah, we're dealing him. That's a tough ass for a GM, man. There is another factor. Hey, what's that? What do you think is going to happen when the league does its due diligence on whether or not the Arizona Coyotes organization contravened NHL rules and physically tested potential prospects for the upcoming... Because the original perspective was, well, apparently, if you do that, it's $250,000 per case. Per guy. Well, guess what? 16 or 20 guys? No one in the league... Remember, Arizona, Brian Burke was on yesterday and inferred that Florida was getting $30 million in revenue sharing. Well, if Florida's getting $30 million in revenue sharing, who else is getting $30 million in revenue sharing? Right. Arizona. So that's, let's, let's just say they're getting 20 or 25 Okay. What do you think the league partners think about a fine if it's, let's just say it's conservatively 10 guys okay. So okay, at two hundred and fifty k per player for testing. You're not allowed to dollars. physically test players during the season that are, so if they've done this, Mm-hmm. Right, if they've gone outside the box, well, of, they have done it. Like, they've done it. Happened here. This has happened. Yeah. What do you think the appetite in the league is for the partners? We're not paying, you know. No, it's not. I mean, it's it's it's. I, I know you're always on to this thing where the revenue sharing team should keep their nose clean because they're getting money from everybody else, and I get that. Uh, so first of all, you you know you're collecting that fine out of the money you're giving them. Who says it has? To, why don't you just strip them of picks instead? Well, you know what? Whatever it is is in the CBA. Oh, you wait, can't make it up as you go. They've already traded. Well, I believe it's either a, a fine and or picks in okay. the situation. Well, that, and then someone will rule on that, and they'll figure it out. And if they've traded this year's picks away, Bob, they'll steal picks from them next year. Like those, Arizona has a franchise, and they're coming every draft. So you're going to get your picks. Uh, but it's listen, it's they'll pay the piper. Uh, I'll tell you this: because of their situation in the revenue sharing scheme, you know, we always know this. Jeremy Jacobs, if this was the Boston Bruins, he, you know, the owners have a little less appetite for punishing him as hard. But I think the opposite is true. When they're filling your funnel with money every year and you're pulling this, I think they'll crush Arizona on this. Are should. you saying that Boston may have an upper hand sometimes yeah. in league dealings? Would that include when Zidane Chara cross-checks a guy? I don't know if it goes that How deep. How about Jamie Benn endorsing George Peros' company, Violent Gentleman? Uh, I see. I don't go for that. Those conspiracy theories. You're basically saying that George Peros is completely conflicted. I don't believe that for a second. Well, I'm just asking. Yeah, you no, question, I don't okay? think that's right. That's All like right. saying I that's do- like saying a referee comes from Minnesota's working this game. He's going to be biased toward the Wild. I don't. I never buy that. Was stuff. was it not uh, was it not Justin Saint Pierre who got uh, chirped one time about having a French name and a guy made a comment? He goes. I'm from the United States. I'm not from Quebec. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we mentioned Arizona. You think they sh- there's because there ha- there are guys in Calgary that have suggested the Flames 
should look at the situation they're in. I, I mean, I think Calgary's a playoff team. I thought that all season. Well, you think they are. There's listen. I think there's there's huge change coming. The the general manager Brad Treliving does have a bunch of cap space here. Right, they traded Michael Froelich. Yes. So they have a they have a hole to fill. They got money to spend here at the deadline, and Tree Living will do something, and he'll try to help that team. But they're taking a deep dive in Calgary right now. They're looking deeply at their leadership group. I'm going to put you on the spot right here, right now. The injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyers. Uh, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, member of the 19. Uh, he was around. He might have been with Glenn Sather in the 63 Memorial Cup team. So the Oilers have six regulars out. They're three yep. one and one. Three, one, and one. We've listed him, but David Quad looks like he's going to be playing shortly here on this road trip. Oh, I think he'll play Sunday in L.A. All right, James Neal not close to returning. Uh, heel slash foot problem. You think James Neal might be a guy that doesn't get to twenty-one goals, Bob? Well, then suddenly the Oilers have a third-round draft choice. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking, not telling. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not saying. I'm just. What's saying. left in the season? Six weeks. Yep, he's at least three weeks out. I would say. Okay. Like what uh, if you put him on LTIR and just said, James, you're not playing this year. Can you do that? Tell the playoffs. Tell the playoffs. Get ready for the playoffs. Well, there Get we go. Get ready for the playoffs. So Oilers, now we can trade that third-round pick for a player. Six six, uh, six players out of lineup. What's their record going to be after tonight's game? Well, well, right now they're, what, 3-1-1 one, one with Oh McDavid. Yeah. Oh, there's no question in my mind they should win this game. They're a better team than Minnesota. They're playing really strong with hockey. six regulars out there. Yeah, but- I know. They're Well... Listen, they look how they played against Boston the other night. They're zero and two against the Wild this year. They man. are, yeah. That's so they do to beat them. There you go. That's Mark Spector for do the horse horse racing. Over. <laughs> we think we have Mike Russo coming up, who might be one of the most plugged-in beat writers in all. Of, oh boy, uh, he's he's a good guest coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Kerry McCarthy. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.